And now Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Now here are the boys. Thank you uh, very much, Wally. Well, I know I saw the Bolton boy, but wasn't anything else for me today, so I figured uh, I'd introduce you. No, we uh, we haven't uh, anything special for you today. Maybe tomorrow. I think uh, you're due up for a weekend trip. I think uh, you're heading, uh, I don't know, up to New England somewhere. Hey, that should be good. One of those fairs up there. I think that's what it is, one of those fairs, county fairs. Any of that, uh, this is the Bob and Ray Show, like Wally said. No, he didn't even say that. We said it. And, uh, well, I just said here are the boys. Yeah, that's right. And we'll be here for the next uh, uh, 13 minutes or so. And uh, with us here right now is one of your old friends, we like to think, and we know one of ours, Barry Campbell, star of stage, screen, well, movies, television, radio, for the Orchestra World, Barry. I wonder if you'd uh, sit in here with us a little bit, and we kind of cut kind of up a few, uh, whatever it is we cut up. All right, uh, Bob. First of all, it's great to be back here with you, and uh, you know I always consider this my second home. Whenever I'm uh, I'm in New York, it's a uh, it's a must for me to come up and to say hello to both you fellows. Where were you born, Barry? Actually, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. I don't think you ever have either. I was born in Terre Haute, an Indiana boy, huh? That's right. Uh, it's especially good that you came up here today because I know you had a rather trying evening yesterday, last night, with the opening of uh, the new show, The Big Congress. Some of you may have already read the reviews of it. Uh, suffice to say, it just worked good. And we uh, thought maybe we'd get the story for you. Very fine, Bob. Uh, well, I was being uh, exaggerating when I said they weren't good. The biggest uh, turkey that I've ever been associated with. That's and, a, that, that kind of adds to your string. You've had a string of bad luck. Uh, Bob, I've been in, let's see, uh, it's been, I think, 12 flops in a row, and uh, it's beginning to undermine my faith in myself. And you know, when a person starts to lose his faith in himself, he's losing a very important part of keeping his uh, mind in one shape. Well, let's not go into that dribble now. I mean, the thing uh, we want to find out about... Dribble. I'm case. afraid I'm uh, going bananas as a result of all these flops. And yeah, the, well, I... You know, I've read these reviews... Can we reviews, concentrate on the one last night? I That's read them over and over and over, and I, uh, I talk to myself about it, and then uh, finally I'm convinced that I should go back to the theater, and then it's the same old trauma. Well, Ray and I have been tempted to uh, suggest uh, at various times that maybe you... Uh, should look into some other line of work. But anyway, the big conga uh, last night opened uh, here on Broadway. It was a musical, I understand. I'm sorry. Well, it was supposed to be a musical, uh, Bob, and uh, it was, but I don't know. You see, the same old problem. I didn't like the uh, the lead opposite me. Uh, you didn't like the leading lady, Barry Campbell? Oh, no, no, no. She, uh, she's awfully difficult to work with, and uh, she invented... Uh, the ego, I think, and uh, all during our... Uh, well, you've been teamed up with her before in, in the summer stock, I know. Three times. Three times. And it's always been disastrous. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Well, now, uh, you, have a, you have a tape, I understand, a recording of... Uh, I, uh, number there last you night. can use it. I didn't bring it over. Uh, 
I just sent over by the leading lady. Uh, well, I don't know uh, she's trying to make you look foolish. Or... Well, of course she is. She's trying to show me up as being, uh, you know, a no talent. Uh, this, uh, what is it anyway? Do you have any idea? Well, it's the scene where you were to do the uh, uh, number, uh, let's conjure up a storm, everybody. Yeah. I think there's a title. Well, there. we're down in our, uh, what we call our playroom roughest room and uh there's a party I, going on there's a party all our friends and uh this was going to be your first singing role i understand that's right and uh the cue was uh i go over to my leading lady you should excuse the expression <laughs> and say uh dear let's conger up a storm everybody which meant everybody in the roughest the room rough. should get up and conger along mm -hmm. Uh, what? That's, where, that's where the tape begins, I think, and then uh, you were to sing, right? Yeah. But what happened? I just couldn't get going on. Well, go ahead, play the Let's tape. Let's play the uh, tape, Joe Alonzo, and uh, here is a preview of, uh, or an, an afterthought of a Broadway show. Dear, let's conjure up a storm. Everybody. <laughs> situation right up to election day in 1960. And so to start things off, here is Governor Arthur Bergerquist. Well, hi, Dad, and I'm certainly happy to be here on campaign microphone. And I'm glad to be in your great sovereign state. Yes, I have uh, been to your state. I'm sorry you didn't come up to the Capitol building to see me, Dud. Governor, your record shows that you spent a total of six days at your office in the Capitol building last year. Well, if you ever get out there again, I'd like to have you visit my personal home. I'd consider it an honor, Mr. Farrell. Well, thank you, Governor Bergerquist. And now the big question. Are you in the running as a candidate 
for the 1960 presidential elections. Well, that's uh, really a curve you've just thrown me. Are you in the running, Governor? Well, uh, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, can't you say at this time, Governor? Well, uh, let me put it this way, uh, Mr. Farrell. Nobody else is saying whether he's going to run or not, so why should I? I may not make up my mind until the election is over. Is that a party-dictated move, Governor Bergerquist? Well, certain factions in the party suggested uh, that that might be the best time for me to throw my hat into the ring right after the election. Well, psychologically, Governor, it sounds like a very astute move. I think so, too. So along about October of 1960, you'll find most people are going to be fed up with various candidates and their speeches. And yours will be a refreshing new face on the morning of November 6th. Is that right, Governor? Well, I'd rather not discuss uh, party politics publicly. I see. Uh, Governor, can you tell me uh, who else in your party is in the running? Well, I wish uh, you wouldn't edit what I say, Mr. Farrell, when you ask uh, who else in the party is uh, in the running. The implication is that I'm interested in running, too. Now, I never said that. Uh, sorry, Governor. I guess that lapel button you're wearing is throwing me off a little bit. Well, it's a dandy, isn't it, Dud? Uh, you'll never be hissed if you vote for Arthur Burgerquist. Well, wouldn't that tend to indicate you're interested in being a candidate in the 60 elections, Governor? Uh, you mean this button? Yeah. <laughs> well, don't let it fool you. That I collect buttons as a hobby. I've got three million more of this type uh, up at the state capitol. Well, then you are not interested. Well, uh, let me put it this way. Even though my record as a governor is superb, my personal life spotless, and even though I'm a tireless campaigner and cut a fine figure of a man, I don't think at this time I'm at all interested in running for president. Thank you for your candid thoughts about yourself and the 1960 elections, Governor Arthur Berkerquist. Uh, I... Here's a sticker for your card, card, Dud. It says, the others will never be missed, just as long as you vote for Berkerquist. It's a beauty, isn't it, Dud? Thank you for being with us on Campaign Microphone, and good luck with all that election planning that must be going on at your personal home. Now, important news about fast relief for cold misery. Well, Bob, that kind of news is always important, especially when it comes from four-way cold tablets. Meet lovely Hollywood star Mona Freeman. Hello. All of us in motion pictures simply dread colds. Imagine trying to give a top performance with head and body aching and that awful feverish feeling. I have to fight cold miseries fast. How do you do that, Miss Freeman? At the first sign of a cold, I take marvelous four-way cold tablets. Four-way's the fast way to relieve cold distress, even of nasty virus colds. You're right. Clinical tests of all the leading cold tablets proved four-way fastest acting. In minutes, four-way's exclusive formula speeds wonderful pain reliever into your bloodstream and all through your body. In the same time, the other leading brands showed no trace of pain-relieving medicines. None of the other leading cold tablets, only four-way, started so fast to relieve all these cold miseries. Relieves muscular pains, headache. Reduces fever. Calms upset stomach. Also overcomes irregularity. Get four-way cold tablets today, the fast way to relieve those nasty cold miseries so you begin to feel better right away. Four-way, only 29 cents. Uh, early today, the Bob and Ray Trophy train pulled into Memphis, Tennessee, where Arthur Schrank, our announcer, has been uh, the guest of uh, host Hoyt Wooten of WREC down there. 
And so here is Arthur to uh, describe the proceedings as folks look at Bob and Ray's stuff. This is Wallace speaking from the Bob and Ray trophy train at WREC in Memphis, Tennessee. Here is Hoyt Wooten, who runs WREC. And down here with him. Thank you all very much. And uh, I would like to say that people probably were expecting to hear from uh, Arthur Frank. But unfortunately, uh, as I understand it, a small assistant, he was taken ill. Is that right? Well, not bad, but he had such a terrible haircut that he didn't want to appear in public until it grew out. So I'll be here for the next three or four days. All right, let me move the microphone up here. All right. Uh, to my height. I like the train, buddy. Uh, I like it personally, yes, and I think the folks here in Memphis seem to have gotten uh, rather a kick out of it. I thought maybe one or two of them would like to express their opinions of it. Uh, this gentleman right here I was speaking to a moment ago. Yes? Uh, sir, you said that you liked uh, particularly the Army portion. Uh, the land's sake, take off the sunglasses. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I have uh, been looking forward to this visit of the trophy train to Memphis for a long time. What's all that money business? Oh, uh, that is the uh, collection plate there near the door there. Uh, people are invited to uh, drop whatever they uh, feel they can afford. It. Well, I saw that little small assistant keep taking three or four quarters every once in a while and putting them in his uh, small pockets. Well, I don't know anything about that. Quiet, please. At any rate, the people here are happy. We at WRAC are happy. I uh, I genuinely do. I I don't think that uh, it has lived up to its advantage. Oh, Oh, I guess our time is up for it. Thank you for stopping by here with the trophy train. Thank you, Mr. Wooten. Thank you, Mr. Wooten. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, just not time oh, enough for that. too bad. I love that last note. We'll have a word from Roy Rogers in just ten seconds. And now a word from Roy Rogers. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Daytime, nighttime, all the time, the star's address is the CBS Radio Network.